Fuck it off! People's Patriot Project. And we are here tonight as we are every Sunday night at 1800, 6 o'clock p.m. with our show slash podcast called We Got Your Six at Six Patriot Playtime. Every week we bring you a guest, sometimes a new musician, and all the time we share with you good and bad things going on in our world. This week we are brought to you by Semperfy Design with Kristen Heather Nobles. And we would also like to mention Bobby and Peggy Kretzinger with Operation Texas Strong. Strong they are, you guys gotta check them out. Um, it is the 5th of February, 2023. We have some really cool guests tonight. Uh, we have Jason Spencer, and I don't know what you guys think, but bourbon battle buddies and warriors and whiskey in the same room might be, I don't know, we gotta keep them, we gotta keep them in hand. Um, Jason's gonna share with us. Um, experiences, the mission, the um, Warriors and Whiskey program, just listen in for all of that. Um, and we're also excited to share our brand new friend and musician, Chaz Wesley. He is sharing some of his music tonight as well. Before we get started, I would like if you could take off your hats and stand, if possible, cover your heart and join us for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, and with liberty and justice for all. Here we are, everyone gathering in the house. We've got uh, Andrea's already introduced herself. I'm Mark Peterson with the People's Patriot Project. We have John Crochet with Bourbon Battle Buddies. Uh, Chaz Wesley here. Uh, we did originally have uh, Clayton Q booked for tonight, and uh, he had he's he's tied up. He, he had uh, has some stuff he had to deal with, and he took it upon himself to reach out to his network and uh, ask that Chaz comes on tonight. And Chaz agreed, and he's got an amazing song called Twenty Two about uh, um, what it would be like if uh, if they came back, and that's. Uh, a uh, great pondering and question, and uh, he's got a story about 
some recent loss as well, and just uh, the fact that we just need to tighten this thing up again one more time. And then we've got Jason Spencer of Warriors and Whiskey. Um, that's Whiskey EY, not Whiskey Y. And maybe maybe Jason can share with us why that is, or why there's no E, or why there is an E. We'll, we'll talk about it. But welcome to We Got Your Six Patriot Playtime. Um, exciting. And do we have the news now? Heck yeah. I got some news for you tonight. Um, it's a little bit of a quiet last month was quiet as well. And so we did talk about the uh, four chaplains, which would have been on Saturday celebration. Um, we don't have so much this week coming up. So I went and I looked at, oh, I'm always looking at statistics and information. Um, one thing that came up, and I think this is kind of a hot button, so I'm not I'm not saying there's any right or any wrong. I'm just looking at this could be a potential solution for some of the wrongs. Um, I looked into these programs that are offering bias training for police officers, and it seems like the most commonly used one is a very intense, used to be a three-hour program. It's now a one-day program. Super intense. Um, where they go through and just kind of check their biases, which some of us aren't even aware we have, and then learn tactics and ways to um, try to keep that out of uh, the job. For the rest of us, it would be out of the workplace, out of public and all of that. Um, however, when officers were asked to describe their thoughts about the training, um, most of them came forward with, yeah, it's very insightful, it's very surprising. Um, it opened my eyes to the biases that we all have as human beings is what one officer said. Um, and they talked about implicit biases as well. Um, there was some research for the lasting effects, however, and you know, when you get in the heat of the moment in your job, I don't know that any of that is at the forefront. And so um, there is a new ramp up of trying to figure out like, how do we not just work that into for police officers, but for the population at large. So um, diversity was talked about, ethics was talked about, all of the good stuff. So I also found an article about, um, this was launched in conjunction with the Institute for Veterans and Military Families, the IVFM, at Syracuse University, and it coordinated their entrepreneur, entrepreneurship boot camp for veterans, put that together. Um, this is crazy because our economy is impacted with veteran-owned businesses. It's huge. Uh, more than 320,000 businesses in 2020 owned by veterans. And this is for-profit and non-profit. So this brought in an estimated $927 billion in revenue um, for those businesses. And 3.6 million employees are employed by those veteran-owned businesses um, with a payroll of about $177 billion. Uh, crazy, right? That was in uh, that was in the year 2020. So, um, this program is put together to help those veterans and military families who want to start businesses and get things rolling, and how they can um, how they can keep that rolling. And I found this article, uh, you guys at military.com. I'll put the website up. But I just thought that was some interesting information because, well, that's why we're here. Um, we're on the nonprofit side of it, of course, but um, 320,000 veteran-owned businesses. And I'm 100% sure that doesn't include probably another 100,000 unrecognized nonprofits out there. 
um, that are all trying to help veterans and keep veterans um, busy, happy, and, and employed. So let's go, Syracuse University and military families. And that's that the news for tonight. Do, do we gotta do we have to talk about the balloon for Pete's sakes? I mean I tried this... to avoid it, but okay, let's talk about it. What was in it? What was in it? Because yeah. I didn't hear. I did not hear either. I'm kind of waiting on the Germany balloon that I saw was on its way over, however. Oh my god, got my cup ready. Now he's gonna drop beer on all of us. Uh -huh. I'm well, ready for that. Okay. I, I'm confused. I really am confused. I and of course is probably technology way beyond my scope of understanding. But um they started in Montana for Pete's sakes. I mean I'm from Montana, so I, I don't have a problem with there's not a lot of intel in Montana. I don't know what the, <laughs> it, it the only better place for it to start would be in Iowa, but that's that's for for less intel, um, and that's a joke. But um, and then if if this is critical, why are we letting it go over the entire United States? And then and I know that's the big piece that's out there, but um, oh, we got all kinds of things out here. Cheers, everyone. Mr. Mello, thank you for coming in tonight, brother. Uh, Mr. Daniels is in the house. Um, Tammy Schroeder, always always here, always here. And again, the Facebook users, if you just click on that link that says uh, HTTP slash slash StreamYard.com Facebook, there's no commercialism in it at all. You won't receive any emails. It just lets us see who you are, or you can just drop your name in here and We'll give you a shout out real quick and uh, say, hey, thanks for showing up. And uh, if you got any real important things to say in here, we'll uh, we'll share your thoughts. And uh, you're welcome to be part of the panel and having this conversation. Um, outside of that, welcome, gentlemen. Thank you for the show, coming to the show tonight. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Um, now, Chaz is down in Nashville, sitting right outside the Troubadour. We're kind of filling up his space tonight. I'm sure he's got a lot of other uh, things he'd like to do, but he's with us, and we appreciate that. Um, Warriors and Whiskey. Yes. Tell us what it's about. So uh, kind of got to go back a little bit. So we started out as a Veterans Whiskey Club, um, and that was um, – I didn't see any veteran-only whiskey clubs in my area. I was – looking for something like that and there wasn't one so i created it um and when i did it it, it took on a, a crazy life of its own and within within about a week there was probably 250 members and then it was growing exponentially and i had um a buddy of mine that i had served with previously milo kasiak reached out to me um, and was like hey man I, I really think you found something and we we need to talk and for about a week, I kind of, I was like mulling it over. And, and then within, within like three weeks, there was like a thousand members in the club. And he's like, no, seriously, we need to talk. So uh, he and I got on a Zoom. I actually had him come help me start moderating the group because it was getting so big so quick. Um, we got on a Zoom 
talked about how we could launch this business and help other veterans and, and that sort of thing while also enjoying what we love, whiskey. And he brought in Tom McClendon, who's our other business partner. Um, and the three of us started Warriors and Whiskey as an LLC. Um, it has kind of evolved over time over the last two years that we've been around. We initially started as, you know, like the, the club type thing. And people were asking us for merchandise and we kind of got into the merchandise thing. But our entire goal the entire time was always to give back to the veteran community in some way, shape or form. And the way that we did that was we we started holding events. So we we became a whiskey experience company pretty quickly where we started holding events. We, we started holding meetups. And then we started donating to veteran charities such as Canines for Warriors, Clara White Mission, Houses for Warriors, um, just to name a few for now. And now we're getting into the point where um, we're starting our own our own brand of whiskey. So it's kind of it, in the last two years, it's 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 been a crazy ride. Um, one of the biggest things that that I love about it is. People will reach out to me. John uh, was one of them um, and say, hey, this this whole thing that you put together is kind of helping me um, mentally with bringing bringing brothers and sisters together in a way that I don't know if it has been done before, but it just was. Um, I, don't, I don't know the word I'm looking for here. Um, to me, it would seem counterintuitive, right? Like, whiskey and bringing people together like that just seems weird but it's it's not the the whiskey the whiskey's kind of the vessel but the biggest portion of it is is the brother and sisterhood or that camaraderie and it just so happens that it's the whiskey that kind of brings that together and that was going to be my question on the front end because you said you were looking for a bourbon group or a whiskey group and then you, you summed it up at the end what was well, what were you looking for? And you summed it up with the commodership, the building of relationships. Yeah, exactly. And and we've had, a, I've had quite a few members come up to us and say, Hey, thanks for doing this because um, I'm doing better mentally just because of the camaraderie and, you know, some of the shenanigans that kind of go on in, inside the club um, and the, you know, the personal get togethers that we do and, and that sort of thing. So, it's been it's been awesome in that respect. Outstanding. I've had a couple of uh, sips of bourbon and whiskey in my lifetime, and uh, it's it's actually my go-to. And so, um, now what we got to do? We this show started off as a virtual happy hour, and I, I see that we and you asked the question before we started the show: uh, What are we doing to or taking in to stay warm tonight? We've got uh, two active bourbon drinkers on. I'm in the spot where I, I'm doing a little health uh, uh, survey for myself, and I'm going to go without. I'm going to abstain for a couple more days. Uh, but, Jason, what, what's in your cup? I'm actually drinking a Tennessee whiskey. Um, I listened to a podcast recently, Whiskey Lore. John, you may have ran a, ran a Koros Whiskey Lore, but they did a story on Nelson's Greenbrier. And at one point, they were actually bigger than Jack Daniels. Um, now, prohibition kind of happened, and then um, things fell to the wayside and kind of went away. 
And these are ancestors of the original that kind of brought it back. And I got to tell you, like this, this pour, it's a $30 bottle. And it's amazing. Like if you, if you ever see Nelson's Greenbrier, Tennessee whiskey, I highly suggest you pick it up. It's really good. Uh, guess where that one's at? Where's that? Nashville. Yeah, it is out of Nashville. <laughs> That's a that's Chaz a is segment. currently, I believe, right? Chaz is sitting outside mm-hmm. of the Troubadour, right down there on Music Row. Well, not the Broadway. I think it's. I'd like that area better. The, the Troubadour the scoreboard. Yeah. yeah, the scoreboard's there. Um, but there's a couple Moving others. The Nashville Palace. Nashville Palace. Yep. Yeah. So, um, well, let's just get into that, and we'll get to the history of bourbon here in a minute. What? Uh, Tell us about yourself, Chaz. Well, I've been an artist in Nashville, Tennessee for about 28 years. Um, I moved here from Michigan. Uh, so, uh, needless to say, I don't like the cold weather. When it gets cold here, it sucks. But uh, I moved here for a music dream. Uh, mostly I got into music for, for uh, well, for uh, rock and roll reasons. Uh, for drugs and alcohol and other extracurricular act, act, activities and, and to chase a music dream. But, um, I got sober 11 years ago and, and, uh, something other than music matters to me. People matter to me today. And, uh, soldiers matter to me because without you, without the soldiers, I don't get to do what I get to do. I don't get to live this life, this way of life that I get to live. And it's all because of them. Um, and I know for me, for a fact, this is just me. There's only two people in this world that are die for you. That's Jesus Christ and, and an American soldier. So, uh, and I know that very all too well. And um, so I, I grabbed a hold of this about about three years ago, three, four years ago. Um, one of my good friends was, um, I work on his, I have an automotive shop in Lebanon, Tennessee. And so I was fixed, working on his vehicle, and he invited me to a writer's night to listen to a new song that he wrote. And uh, when I was there and I heard it, it hit me in a way that I had to, I, I just had to record it. Uh, I, I knew that, that it had to get, it had to be heard, it had to be heard not just by people in that, that writer's room, but the people around the world, um, if we could get it that way. You know, and, you know, um, the biggest pandemic we have going on in America today is, is our soldiers committing suicide that we, you know, it's, it's, and it's, it's not the government's fault. It's we, the people's fault, uh, for not taking care of our soldiers. You know, the, they, they sign on, we convince them to sign on a dotted line to go, to go protect this country. And they come back. We, the people are the ones that treat them like crap. You know, we're the ones, you know, we don't, we don't take care of them and we need to, that for me, they're the, they're the superstars of this world and they should be living in mansions and, and have, have, have maids and, and be ridden around limousines. They're the ones that should be treated like superstars. Um, and that's my opinion. Because um, without them, but we, we don't have this, uh, we don't know. Uh, we don't get to live this way of life. You know? I appreciate your words so much. And it's, I mean, I can see, you, I mean, you wear it on your sleeve and I, it's so appreciated. And that's, the original name of our organization is called We the People, the People's Patriot Project, because 
the idea and the thought was that we would get the 90% of our country that lays their heads on the pillows of freedom every day to realize that it came at a cost. Um, and it's our veterans and, and our first responders that are laying it on the line every single day to make sure you got those safeties, those securities, and God help us. I mean, I'm making light of it, but, you know, we don't have these foreign balloons flying through our airspace. And, and I say that jokingly, but at the same time, why? Why why is this happening in the world that we live in with the technology that we have right now? But um, So you've got – is that the song you want to go with right off the bat is uh, your 22? Why not? All right. Well, give us some, some stuff behind that. Well, the song – was um it was written by Rick Tiger and uh originally he was doing a show in Louisiana and uh did a house he did house concerts all the time and he did this one every uh, every year and they called two weeks beforehand and canceled and before he hung up the phone he asked him why they were canceling and the, the guy told him that his wife's nephew who was a marine for 10 years um he was home for one year to the date committed suicide and uh so Rick's writing wheels and his brain started taking off. He's wrote quite a few hit songs. And, and his question was, I, I wonder what he would say if he could, if he came back, you know? And uh, so the song's about a soldier, a soldier that commits suicide. And what he might say if he came back and pretty much his message is that um, he'd be one less one of the 22. If he had a choice, if he could do it all over again, he wouldn't pull the trigger. And the message is to try to help other soldiers not pull the trigger. All right. We have Chaz Wesley with 22. Still be around I put that 
I'm stuck for words because of that song. And uh, I think you nailed it on the head, brother. Um, what, what's your feedback? I'd be grateful if this truck would leave the lights on. <laughs> you know, my experience with this song, um, not just recording it, but recently, January 17th, um, my best, one of my best friends, who was an ex, he was an ex-Navy soldier. He was an armed specialist in the Navy. He was also re, trying to recover from alcoholism. and um, He took his life on January 17th. And uh, I spoke to him two hours before he took his life, and it didn't sound like he just talked normal like he normally did every day. What was his name? His name was Michael Hahn. We need to remember Michael Hahn. Sorry for your loss, brother. Yeah, he was. He was also a musician, and entertainer. He was. He was very, uh, very full of life. And uh, I'll tell you this much: what I learned of what I really learned from him, um, he, he showed me a lot of stuff. Um, him and his wife they had a love like I've never seen before. But what I learned a lot, mostly from Michael, uh, for myself, it doesn't matter all the material stuff you have in your life. And he, and he had the million dollar home and the six figure job and the sports cars, everything. Um, if you don't fill that void in your heart, with, um, with a power, a power greater than yourself, um, the, de the, de the devil will literally take over and he'll take control. Yeah. There's, only one, there's only one that can fill that, that hole in your heart, you know, whoever it may be to whoever it is, you know, whoever you, I mean, I, I, my belief is in Jesus. 
you know, I have a spiritual connection with him. Um, but that's not everybody's belief, and I don't put push that on everybody. Um, but uh, there has to be some kind of spiritual connection with something greater than yourself. I agree, and this is this is the perfect time. Remember, and I know that you were on a phone conversation, but all of us have one of these in our hands, and we are and have actively been doing a campaign for. Uh, it's been about three weeks now. Um, our campaign is to make sure that we are reaching out to our brothers and sisters. We're reaching out to the ones that we think are strong. Or we're reaching out to the ones that we think are just need to hear a voice and, and hear the news of the day uh, and to realize that uh, you recognize them. Uh, it was part of the WP3 wave challenge. Uh, the wave is we're coming in like a flood. One of us all represent a drop. And all together, we are an absolute uh, mountain of water that was going to go and save our brothers and sisters. So uh, don't take this lightly. Um, I, I kind of it's not dumping a bucket of water on your head. It's not doing twenty-two push-ups a day. It's actually proactively reaching out there to a brother and sister and saying, "Hey, I was just thinking about you. How are you doing?" And uh, that may spur another conversation. Sorry if that takes up your time. But uh, you know what? This is how we're going to keep brothers and sisters alive, at least for the minute. And one of us is talking about that pre-show. If we could just change and alter the thought pattern for just a minute, that might be enough to bring some of our brothers and sisters back. So we don't have to worry about what if I came back, what the story is, where, you know, you get to continue. And the other piece of this is we get to continue to celebrate those that we've already lost. Um, we get to celebrate and remember the lives. And without each of us, each and every one of us here, we don't get to remember those names that have been lost to you. We don't get to remember Michael Hahn without Chaz Wesley at this moment. And I just even, and I don't know, Stephen, I will I'll say, I won't say your name right. And so I, I'm going to, I apologize. But uh, Stephen, thank you for uh, saying his name out there and remembering it. This is one of our com our comments. And uh, I want to say it's just Coat, but that's, I'll be, I know those, those. Okay. Is it? It's Coat. Okay. He's a, he's one of our, um, he's a Warriors and Whiskey ambassador out of Colorado, so yeah, very well. He must be one of those French from like originally from Louisiana or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Chaz, thank you for your mission with this song. Thank you for for seeing it and seeing the value in it and, and putting it out there and. Uh, you know what? The reason why we have this show is so people can hear those songs and hopefully it's a seed, a seed that's planted in someone's brain during this time. And uh, we don't, we don't have to remember their names. You know, a part of the, another reason why I recorded it is because I've been in, I had been in, in a, in a place in my life where I wanted to take my own, you know, and I know what that feels like to want to, to not want to be here anymore. So I could relate to it very, very well. Um, I'm just too chicken shit to pull the trigger myself, um, and that's that's being honest. 
uh, I've been there, being that being that dark in my life. Thank God that I, I would my last yell out to say help me was sincere enough that he actually helped me. You know, that it, it really changed my life and, and, and saved my life. You know, so um, life ain't perfect, but I can guarantee you this much. The other thing I learned is if somebody says that they're okay, they're not okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, reach out and, and, and don't leave them alone because they're, they're not okay. There's a lot of wisdom coming from those words right there. It's um, so, and I, I always challenge people with this and because you've mentioned it, Chaz, you've been in that spot and in that place and, and we're here to serve really everyone. We're also here to serve we, the people, we just, we do it on the backs of the veterans and first responders and those enlisted anyway. And so we, we want to make sure we take care of them first, but I do also want to offer you have now my phone number because we've been communicating today. Will you, will you make a promise and a, a commitment to me that if you ever run into that space again, you'll call me first? Absolutely. Thank you, brother. Um, yeah, I am here a lot of people in recovery and alcoholism. I've been in recovery for 11 years. So um, I'm actually one of those first go-tours as well. People call me all the time. And that's actually the job I signed up for when I asked God to help me. So, um, I believe that with all my heart that uh, when you ask whatever's out there to help you, you're filling out an application to, to help him for the rest of your life. Yeah. The amazing thing is during this show, we always wonder what the aha moment is or what the, we get blessed every single weekend by the boots on the ground organization and, or the musician that comes on. And I'm being absolutely blessed by you, Mr. Wesley, just your heart, your compassion, your knowledge, your go at it, the, the whole thing. And th- this is my this is my blessing today. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for having me, bro. I'm, you know, I'm, it's it's a great thing to be a part of today and not apart from. And and, and that's not easy to do, you, you, you know. To, for somebody, you know, there was years ago that nobody wanted me around. At least that's how I felt. Okay. Um, Man, hey, that was prolific, man. What you just said. Be a, say that. Say that again. How'd you say it? Be a be part from, not a part from. That's huge because it's like being in the moment when you when you're when you're there and, and with who you're with. Be in be in it, and it's sometimes tough to do that. So, the other greatest part of this this show and this this event that has happened, and we've now been doing it for two years, is it's building a family and legitimately is a family. Um, Timothy Newton, who's on here, is from Missouri, who plays with uh, the Timothy Newton Band. Uh, love to see you here, Tim. He's part of the family. Um, I saw Jason was on there a little bit ago, too. Um, just, again, part of the family. Tammy Schroeder. We have new people coming in. Stephen Cote, I've been I've been trained. I'm probably still not doing real great at it, but uh, um, all these people that are showing up in the in the in the chat are part of the WP3 family, and they're willing to receive that phone call. And that's part of becoming and being part of something rather than being, as Mr. Wesley had stated it. I again not eloquently putting it out there like like he did. Um, 
and what a blessing. Again, uh, we're blessed by the people that come on here, share the passion. And you know what? This is that center America that uh, we're really trying to hone in on, celebrate, and bring to the top of the this whole thing. Um, I want to jump back to Jason here. Um, you brought up it was bigger than, than um, Jack Daniels. And the first thing that shot to my mind, and this is a piece because I believe, and maybe I'm wrong, um, Jonathan, you got Uncle Remus up, right? Uh, Uncle Nearest. Oh, Uncle Nearest. There's there's the Remus as well, but Uncle uh, Nearest. And hard to see. There's so much amazing history behind this. Uh, you know, one time, do you know the story of Uncle Nearest? I do. Uh, yeah, I, I think I do. <laughs> I mean, he legitimately had the recipe for the largest bourbon uh, business in this country, and uh, it it was. Let's, let's say what I mean. He he literally it was stolen he, from him, and he he went out and. It was wrong. They, they they've uh, they've actually um, proven that to be wrong. Fawn Weaver, okay. the CEO of Uncle Nearest, did a lot of research and went back and met okay. um, met all the people, and basically Nearest um, taught Jack how to distill. Um, and they used um, they used the charcoal filtering process, but it wasn't near. From what they can gather, it wasn't nearest's process. It was just a process that was being used at that time that he is kind of credited okay. with bringing into the the mainstream. However, nearest did teach Jack Daniels how how to distill, and his sons stayed on. Like there's a picture where Jack Daniels is standing, standing next to an African-American, that individual is actually one of nearest sons. And the families have actually stayed very close together the entire time. So very nice. They're, they're completely credited with, with that whole thing. Um, and, and bringing Jack Daniels in, into the fold. They, the two of them actually, um, Jack Daniels and uncle nearest have come together. And I think they each pledge about $2.5 million a year to actually teaching um, people of color how to distill because of like under the uncle nearest name. Yeah. That's awesome. It's it's an, it's an, the story is amazing. And again, I, I don't know why I keep plugging, I'm plugging another podcast, but whiskey lore, if you want to learn like stories and, and, and that sort of thing, like that dude's podcast, like he goes in depth with his research and, and that sort of thing. Well, and so to you plug all the podcasts, you plug all the websites, you plug all the organizations you want to. That's what Sunday night's about. It's building that family, building that network, making it all grow, uh, making sure we, the people, on top of those of us who have served as well, are, are you know, soliciting those that are part of what this foundation of this country was based on. If you want to see what the People's Pager Project's up to, we'll share a little of that tonight. But that's where you'll find us on Monday nights at our weekly WP3 debrief. And so, again, plug all you want. We'll yeah. we'll put it I up got, there and get the links up. I got Stephen in the comments just plugging away for us already. Yeah. He's doing a great <laughs> job. <laughs> Stephen you know, is awesome. I got. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a plug to Stephen because Stephen is a force multiplier for Warriors and whiskey, and he has helped us blow up 
in Colorado and then beyond. He's he is our head ambassador. We have another um, co-head ambassador as well out of Tampa, Florida, uh, Nicole Breed, and the two of them run our ambassadorship program to help us grow. And yeah, Stephen, you're amazing, man. Same thing with Charles. Charles is in here as well. So Charles is like our social media ambassador. So he makes he makes sure everybody's uh, you know maintaining good order and discipline type thing within. I love it. We, we, we do the same thing. We don't, we don't allow politics or anything like that. It's, it's all about uh, the brother and sisterhood and, uh, and whiskey. That's, that's what veterans whiskey club, wars and whiskey club and wars and whiskey is all about. Outstanding. Outstanding. Um, we'll get to, so what is your, tell us what uh, warriors and whiskey is doing for the community right now. Tell us one of your missions you're on. So one of the missions we're on, we, we do barrel picks um, with the group and we we try to find veteran charities that are underfunded. So like forget about your work, your your um, wounded warrior and that sort of thing. They've got they've got plenty of money. They've got plenty of money to do what they need to do. Um, I believe you've had Audrey McHugh on. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> with um, Amazonian Warrior Foundation. So it's kind of funny the way that. Um, I found Audrey was through my daughter. Um, my daughter actually ran into her in a thing in Pennsylvania and hooked the two of us up. And um, she's doing some amazing stuff for um, members who have military sexual trauma. So, and she's just getting started and she has like no money to do anything. So we'll do a barrel pick, raise some money and donate a portion of those funds to charities like hers that are trying to get started. Another one that we're getting ready to do um, here locally in Jacksonville, we're doing a art and bottle auction. The bottle auction will actually, we're going to live stream the bottle part of it on um, Instagram so that people around the world can bid. Um, but that will benefit a smaller veteran charity called Project Help. They're out of New Jersey and here in Florida. And they have a fund where like if, if a veteran gets into a bind and they're just not doing well and uh, you know, they, they haven't been able to pay their light bill in forever or whatever um, and that sort of thing. So that's at the core of what we were doing. It was always, how do we give back to the veteran community and have fun drinking whiskey while we're doing it. So like that's, that's really what, what worries and whiskey is about. So just to kind of keep us, get us knowledgeable. Not everyone knows what a barrel pick is. Can you share with us what a barrel pick is? Yeah, absolutely. You'll have a group of individuals. Um, it, it, it depends on how many will go, but you'll either go to the distillery or the, a distillery will send you samples and you'll do a tasting and you will actually pick a barrel of whiskey that pay out of, uh, let's just say five. They bring out five barrels and everybody says, hey, we're going to pick barrel number three. So that barrel will then become a Warriors and Whiskey barrel pick or whoever's picking it. And um, what we do is try to get that to our members. Um, usually you get about 200-ish bottles out of a barrel. Um, and we have 21,000 members in Veterans Whiskey Club. So you can imagine usually they go pretty quickly. Like we just did a, um, we did a Four Roses pick that um, actually didn't even go out to the entire club because – everybody here in Florida like bought it up before it was even, there was only 138 bottles and it was gone like that. Um, 
So, but then, like I said, you, we end up making a little bit of money off that because we put a little price on top of it. And then a portion of what we make off of it, um, we give to, we give to a veteran charity. Outstanding. The other thing is like anything sold on our website, a portion of that goes to, to the, to the same veteran charity that we're supporting at the time. And it'll be this, it'll be the same as well. We have our own whiskey coming out. Um, probably we're hoping March timeframe, early, early March, maybe mid March. It's, um, the name is Brass and Anchor. So Milo and Milo and Tom are both um, retired 05. Um, and they're the brass and I'm the anchor portion of it. So that's where the name comes from. And um, we're waiting on the labels to be approved by TTB. And then we will go to Colorado to blend it. Steven will be there to help do that. I am absolutely 100% sure on that one. And and from there, we'll, we'll try to get it out to everybody who wants to buy it. I have so many questions. We probably have to wait till the post show and uh, have some of because <laughs> I want to get back to Chaz here. And uh, uh, what what projects are you working on right now, brother? Here we go in the studio, cut a new new song uh, my, that one of my songwriters, right, David Chamberlain, um, big hit songwriter from the eighties and nineties. Uh, We've had David on our show. <laughs> I love David Chamberlain. Uh, so he's just giving me a new song recently that we're going to cut. And I, you know, mostly right now I'm I'm working on build, put pulling my my automotive shop out of the hole that I buried it in last year. So, well, that's government help bury help me bury it in. You know, um, this COVID thing took a whole big toll on small business owners. Um, good thing that I I'm a mechanic, so I'm 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 going to pretty much be in demand for a long time. Till I'm not, you know, I, I won't ever work on electric cars. They can shove them things where right where the sun don't shine. <laughs> but uh, we said no political conversation, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know to go where that stuff is. I mean, come on, it's 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 not sustainable. And do you understand where electricity comes from? Well, to make a battery, you're doing more to the environment to make a battery than you are. Well, they got used enough. They got used enough fossils and everything to do to to, to do uh, yeah. electric cars too. So I mean, whatever it is, all I know is I'm not interested in working on them. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> more, more dangerous too because you can't hear them coming. Well, <laughs> they're electrifying if you get if, if if you get to touch the wrong thing. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm a more, uh, more hazard to your health. Yeah. I'm a I'm an aviation electronic technician in in the Navy by trade is what I started off as, and I've been shocked my fair share of times, and I don't want to continue to do that. Yeah, well, it's it's it's, it, it's tough enough being a mechanic and 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 a business owner, and uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm learning more and more every day. Especially February first hit me in, in a way to, you know, um. God, uh, God woke me up and he and he said, uh, "Do you remember I saved your life?" And it kind of, I, I went, "Yeah." And you've let me, you've allowed me to experience all this stuff. Uh, everything that I've experienced is because God's allowed me to. Um, 
the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent, all that stuff. Um, what's the purpose of it? Um, to help others, to help others and, and, and to, uh, to share my experience, um, with, with, with others who are going through something to, to encourage them that it's, you know, it's just, it's just a valley and it's, you know, it's, we'll get through it. And if we have to get through it together, we'll get through it together. Be the light through the tunnel and not wait for the light at the end of the tunnel. And that's what God told me. You know, he said, uh, stop waiting for the light at the end of the tunnel. Just be the light through it. What song do you want us to go with next? Just love it away. Or I yeah. know I love it away. Yeah. What do you got? Th- anything to say about it? That one, uh, that's a David Chamberlain song, by the way. All right. and, uh, and so that song was, uh, it come out, uh, it was pitched to George Strait. George had it on, on hold for a couple of years at the same time that he, give it away. So it come, uh, they were, uh, they pitched all these songs. And so George went with give it away and he didn't take love it away. Uh, so David, I met David and this is the very first that this was a second hit that David gave me and it went to number one on internet radio. I won a um, traditional male vocals of the year for the Josie awards in 2015. Uh, the very first Josie awards here in Nashville. And, um, it's a really, really good song. Just a fun song, and uh, it's country. <laughs> it's country. This is Chaz Wesley with "Just Love It Away." Baby, lay down. Put your head on my shoulder Let's get to making love right now The world outside Sure can get a little crazy You and me, baby Know just how to make it alright So get ready to kiss our troubles goodbye Let's just love it away Put a beautiful end to a real bad day In each other's arms Who cares what tomorrow brings We've got tonight if you know what I mean We're all alone So what do you say? Just love it away That nine to five When it gets to me and you We can look forward to looking in each other's eyes Oh baby, I swear We can make it all better Leave all our worries out there We can make them all just disappear Let's just love it away Put a beautiful end to a real bad day In each other's arms Who cares what tomorrow Brings. We 
So what do you say? Let's just love it away. Lots of comments, lots of people excited about it. Was that did it cut off earlier or was that the end? No, it cut off early. I am sorry about that. It's okay. No it was getting ready. It was only had two more lines to go anyways. It was two, two just just two it, very short lines, so it's no no big deal. It's all good. Well, I had to reach out to David while we we're in the middle of the song and just share with him. And he, he wanted to say, you know, tell Chaz I say hello. It's been a long time. I Actually invited him to come on and sneak on. We've done that a couple of times with our guests when uh, the collaborations have happened, and uh, he's he's busy uh, putting his kids to bed right now. And so uh, we get that. That was more than short notice, way shorter than what you had today. And so again, we consider it a complete blessing to have you on here today. And just uh, you taking time. You had other plans. Clearly, you're ready to go do something else, and you're you're hanging with us, having the this amazing conversation tonight. My pleasure. Um, Jason, what what's next? You kind of told us what's next, but what's the next big thing for Warriors and Whiskey? You know, right now it's it's it is the whiskey, um, and from there, um, we also want to start a nonprofit of our own, and uh, part of that nonprofit would be to take uh, veterans on trips with us to. Um, Kind of like uh, camaraderie building trips to different whiskey trails, be it Kentucky, be it Ireland, be it Scotland, Japan, that sort of thing. So um, that's definitely a future future thing that we we want to we want to do. But so. typically, I save these for post show, but I just want to plant a seed. How how crazy would it be to create a a partnership with a group that likes to have events that brings a lot of music together and then have everyone show up the same place, like maybe a resort in Tennessee and uh, sit and play music and, and put back a couple bourbons or, you know what, sit there and support those that aren't drinking. I, I, gosh, this kind of feels good. It's another, so Steven is actually working on some, some type of festival like that as well. Tell uh, Stephen to stop working so much and have him call yeah. me. <laughs> we definitely, we definitely want to um, want want to do something like that. Um, it it would be awesome, right? Like it would just be in my in my mind, it would be like this huge event where a bunch of veterans come together, brothers and sisters sharing camaraderie, you know, share a dram or two or not, and just support each other. That's that's the biggest part of it. Uh, I just, this is, this feels too good inside right now. I, and I'm not even, I'm just drinking water right now. <laughs> my cup. Um, awesome. Awesome. Well, please, uh, we posted uh, Warriors and Whiskey's, uh, their Facebook page. We posted their, 
their webpage. Um, so if you want to need and would love to experience that and be part, it sounds like they might be open to even uh, opening up uh, chapters across the country in places that they don't exist already. Um, so make sure that you reach out to them. You can reach out to us, the People's Patriot Project. Uh, we'll connect you. Uh, Jonathan's kind of been hanging around. He's like a stray cat. He won't leave. Um, and we don't want him to. Jonathan, uh, Jason knows the feeling. <laughs> Jonathan's awesome people. I look forward to his daily his daily motivations. Aren't they? He hey. does such an amazing job at hitting the nail on the head and just saying, rethink it in this positive way. It's I love reading the stuff in the morning as well. And that's Bourbon Battle Buddies with uh, John, Jonathan Crochet. We'll get his link up as well. Uh, make sure you're checking him out on Facebook uh, daily with a little inspirational, hey, we're all here for you, and just a little rethink time, and uh, we love it. Um, I do have to say, Stephen, we have a good friend. His name is Stephen John. He's a Marine, uh, typically hangs out in Nashville, but is now somewhat relocated. He's a, a, he's a musician and uh, platform oil rigger out in the Gulf. Uh, but he's one of those guys from Louisiana as well. And he walks around with the last name spelled S-I-M-O-N and tries to tell me that that's pronounced Samo. Come on. Uh, I'm a hillbilly from Wyoming State. That clearly is Simon. It's not Samo. And so I, I, that's why I can't say your name right, Mr. Cote. Uh, I'm joking. But, uh, it, it's He's not joking. No. <laughs> Wait until you find out that Richard is Richard. It'll blow your mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! In Wyoming, they just call him Dick. I don't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> only as a last name, though. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if that that joke offended anyone. I just it's it's fun learning about people all over the country and this platform has allowed us to do that. Chaz, what's the next big thing for you, brother? Oh, uh, waking up tomorrow. If I get to, mm -hmm. you well, know, I, I'm going to put the odds high, but uh, I get what you're saying. Um, so last year, 2022, we just lost our buddy and that's, unfortunate um oh. maybe you'll call back in and we'll get him connected um last year 2002 what i was just getting there he is again you're good brother last year 2022 for the first time we ran our uh we p3 natural takeover and um we don't know what it looks like for next year yet um we've had some pretty stringent conversation about that today and but that's where we met Clayton Q, who again connected us with you today. Um, if, when, and where we would love to have you be part of our panel of musicians when we come back down to Nashville, if you're okay with that, I would love to be a part of it. You know, um, for me, I just take things one day at a time for the most part, any day right now. And uh, I, uh, I get to I, I play quite a bit over here in Music Valley, um, Music City. City Bar and Grill, the Troubadour. Rodney Rodney Collins and his his wife and his family have um uh, they have 
they have really lit up the valley with with keeping traditional country music alive and uh which is that's where my heart and soul's at is in real country music and and so i get to play over here and like i said i get to be a part of and not apart from today and uh that's a big thing you know Miss Eichmann, I think that needs to be the title of our show today. I know, I know. I was just writing it down because there, there were two. I mean, three. I wrote down. You, I, I'm stealing your quotes, just so you know. I'm gonna use some. <laughs> can we? Can we use that? I mean, that that becomes a kind of a a we phrase. We use the we in the constitutional lettering. Absolutely. We, Look, we're all in this together. And whatever it does to help bring us all together to that's what we gotta do. It's it's you know, um this is a God really for me, this is a God thing. God God put all this stuff together, even though even though you get a get an idea in your head or whatever, we don't get them given to us by you know it, what I learned about my dreams, my dreams are not mine. My dreams are what God gave me. And when I let him, allowed him to run my dreams, they became what they were supposed to. When I ran them, well, let's just say uh, I ran them in the ground. You know, um, it's, it's about not being, not overindulging in things and, 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 and taking credit for, you know, it's not mine. It, you know, I, I get to be a part of this today. I, you know, I'm, I get, I get to be. I get to own a, I get to own a shop that's halfway in the ground right now that I'm pulling back out of. You know, I mean, financially, I struggle every day, but as a, as wanting to, as living, man, I, I, I get to live and experience all that. So I mean, it, it, I'm grateful for it, whether it's it's good, bad, or indifferent. I'm still here to experience it. This yeah. I, I've just been reinvigorated by tonight's show. That's. Uh... This is my selfish piece. Um, this is what I get out of, of serving others is just the, again, building relationships. I, I want to meet this Mr. Cote guy because he's just been doing an amazing job uh, loading up uh, our chat tonight and, and quoting and doing that. I just, uh, Stephen, thank you for being part of the show tonight. Thank you for being part of and not from today's show. That's uh, thank you. And uh, what a blessing. Um, here's, here's my challenge for everyone out there. This is the challenge. The next time you see a soldier, don't just tell him thank you. Ask him what you can do for him or her. Do something for him because they, they hear thank you all the time. Just do something for him. Do something for them because they, they need to be known that they're appreciated and saying, thank you. People say thank you all the time and they can be empty words, you know? Challenged by Chaz Wesley. Do something. I got it. I got it. We always, uh, we say, you know, what are you doing? Uh, and we're talking to the rest of the world. What are you doing? What have you done? And, that's just a brotherhood sisterhood thing that we're not even bringing the veteran and the enlisted and the right. first responder piece into this. This is what have you done? And uh, yeah, I, I kind of want to do the dog poop story. We have a, uh, a veteran here close to us. Uh, he's a purple heart recipient, took a round 
through the back of his skull, through his front eye socket, right eye socket. Um, and he drives around a Segway around the Minneapolis area to put smiles on people, be, on people's faces because he wants to, um, he doesn't want to be useless. And so he got a Segway donated to him. He drives around the Minneapolis area in a banana costume, in, in Princess Leia costume. He's got like 60 different costumes. Sometimes it's a bright green, Weepy 3 branded banana hammock thong which I'm always very excited when you put that on. Um, thanks, Matt, for that. Uh, but, um, you know, his, uh, a couple of years, and this I'm going to tell you, this is not about me, because it was a day of humility for me. Um, you know, those who don't know, I'm a school teacher. I do my thing teaching, and then I've, I've done my diligence in serving this country and my community as a firefighter and as as an Army veteran. And... Um, me and Andrew took him out one day and he, he was kind of, he was down. He just got hit by a truck on his Segway, uh, one piece, another piece of service dog had died. And uh, I did what you asked, Chaz. I said, Matt, what can I do to help you? And he starts bawling and he goes, my backyard is full of Rangers dog shit. And I don't know how I'm going to get it picked up because all I do is think about Ranger when, and I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. So I humbled myself for a moment, and I went and I picked up his dog's dog poo and while he sat on the corner and cried. And again, this has nothing to do about me. This, this had to do with my humility and lessening myself to go take care of a brother that needed. All he needed was someone his dog poo picked up. That's all he needed. And... Um, that's the mission that Chaz is asking people to do. What can you do? And it might be just buy a meal. It might be just buy a cup of coffee. It might be just a, a conversation at the airport or at the train station or on the bus. Yeah. It might be just reaching out. That's it. Back to our challenge. So, Jonathan Crochet, what do you got in closing? Um, let me turn back a page real quick. Oh, he's got notes. Let's get ready. Only, only because I couldn't possibly say it better myself. But I will say this, Chaz. Um, man, we've, we've said this plenty of times on this show, and it always seems like the connections made here were just genuine and meant to be. Um, and connecting with you tonight was, was truly a blessing to me. Um but I'm going to leave tonight with one of Chad's quotes. What's up, Barry Wayne? Great to be a part of today and not a part from today. And just, it's a good, good method to live by every day. Try to be a part of today and not just be in today. Andrea, anything in closing? I want to thank our guests for coming on tonight. And Chad's last minute, thank you for jumping in when you said David Chamberlain, things kind of started clicking together too. He's, he's a great guy. And it was awesome having him on the, the show a while back. Um, and Jason, thanks. You answered quickly. I sent a message and you were there and you are the winner for replying on that email um, within a day or two, that form, we never get people to fill that form out. So Jonathan, Jonathan <laughs> like send it out earlier. I'm like, I know. Right. But um, it can be done. Um, and those of you listening, my gosh, Jason, your people are—they're crazy good out there. They're are awesome. Put oh, a note out there. Yeah. We're gonna invite them every week. Um, 
it's the people. Gosh, you guys, just share. Share us out. We're here for everyone. We're um, we're coming at you. We just want to help. Um, thank you. Tonight was tonight. Tonight was amazing. The music, Chaz, amazing. Thank you for sharing. And we hope to see you all again. Um, Jason, what do you got in closing? I, I'm just uh, happy that I could be here. To be honest with you, Jonathan, thank you for. Um, you know, just speaking my name and getting us getting this hooked up and Andrea for reaching, reaching out. Um, just happy to be here. Um, it's been a blessing to, you know, I don't know how many times I've been touched through today, just with Chaz's words and everybody else's words. And then, um, you know, if everybody did a little bit of what we're doing, the world would be a whole lot better place. Absolutely. And uh, I guess through all this, I, the biggest piece I want to close in before we let Chaz have one one last word and also share the last song for tonight is it comes down to just being real. Be real. Be real with uh, those people around you. Be real with you. doesn't mean you need to be a jerk. Just be real. Um, when you're down, you're down. Um, when you're up, you're up. And, and be real. Um, Mr. Wesley. We've got one song. I know you're gone to heaven is the song I have loaded up for you next. So uh, I record. I was playing this club called John A's in Nashville, which is across the street from over here where I'm at now. And uh, my piano player at the time, he had played for George Jones for 30 years. Uh, and he said, I got this song that I, that I believe that you would just, you would just sing the fire out of chance. So I listened to it and, uh, I got with my producer, Jim Vest and Buddy Hyatt. And, uh, we, uh, man, what a song. It, it, it just, it, it just speaks so much volume that, that, to, to, um, to people. I'll be there in a minute. Get, tell get one more person. I'll be there in a minute. Um, I, uh, I, um, when I, when I, when I, when I recorded it, I had a, I remember the stuff that I was going through in my life over the years and all the people that I, that, uh, I'd put through, especially my wife is still here. But, um, there's a lot of people that I've put through some hell over the years. And, and this song just has so much meaning to it. Uh, it's, it's, it's so it's countryer than dirt. Really? Um, it's called, I know you've gone to heaven cause you went through hell with me. Um, I, I, I kind of channeled my inner Johnny Paycheck with it because I'm a big Johnny Paycheck fan. And so um, it's just a, it's just a great song. You know, right, right before we get to I Know You've Gone to Heaven, Andrea, our guests for next week are? We have got, um, oh gosh, I say I put it in the notes so I won't forget. It is Lori, Lori Putnam, and she is coming to us with Survivors of Blue Suicide Foundation. She was referred to us by um, by Tammy, who is starting her own nonprofit that's in conjunction with Blue Suicide as well. So we are looking forward to meeting with her, and we are open on the music end. So right. we'll see what happens. We'll get that covered up too. Uh, again, right. gentlemen, thank you for being part of the panel. Um, yeah. Everyone else, uh, be real. Accept the challenges, move forward, and uh, let's all see you tomorrow. Be a light. Be a light.
Be a light. Be a beacon. This is Jazz Wesley. I know you've gotten to heaven. Ah. I know that you'd be proud of me. I showed up on time. Starched and pressed and sober breath. Walk in the line. I sat down in the back row. Amazing grace softly played. I thought about forgiveness, mistakes in life I'd made. When I felt the tears starting to begin, there was one thing in my mind I took comfort in. I know you've gone to heaven. Cause you went through hell with me I know you're in a place now Where saints are meant to be I hope you can forgive this man Down here on his knees I know you've gone to heaven cause you went through hell with me I know that you'd be happy with the kind words that were said flowers, friends and family the Bible verse they read Say you're with the angels now But in my eyes You've always been Those years with me Earned your wings Time and time Again If I could only take back All the hurt I've caused From this moment on I'll carry this cross I know you've gone to heaven Cause you went through hell with me I know you're in a place now Where saints are meant to be I hope you can forgive this man down here on his knees I know you've gone to heaven Cause you went through hell with me I know you've gone to heaven Cause you went through hell with me